Welcome to episode 387 of the Derek Diamond Experience podcast, where every week I talk about the inner workings of the entertainment industry with those who have lived it and experienced it. I'm your host, Derek Diamond, and Happy New Year. I know we're um, already a week into 2024, but this is the first new show of 2024. So a belated Happy New Year to everyone. Hope you had a fantastic Christmas break and a wonderful New Year. Hopefully the 2024 year is off to a good start for you. I know for me, it's been an interesting couple of weeks. Uh, those that follow me on social media, you know that uh, right before Christmas, I came down with the flu. And uh, it's the first time I've had it, and it's probably the sickest that I've ever been in my entire life. And I've had COVID, I've gone through um, severe heat dehydration a few years ago, but nothing like this. And I'm still not 100% recovered from it. I still find myself getting tired pretty easily. I've got a little bit of a cough and some, you know, congestion that's like, stuck in my chest that doesn't seem to want to come out, but hopefully, you know, sooner rather than later, it'll all be gone and I'll be back to 100%. And, uh, I did want to say that, you know, I was originally going to bring the show back on new year's day, but because of the flu, I had to push it back a week. So, uh, trust me, I would have been in no condition to do a podcast. And I know I did Nerd Cave Retro last week, but um, it, it wasn't easy for me to to get through it. Um, I'll just say that. But, you know, we're back um, on a regular schedule. Uh, this is episode 387, which means we are um, officially on the countdown to episode 400. And what that show is going to be, I'm not entirely sure yet. Um, I've got a couple of ideas for it. There's been some some high profile guests that I've reached out to, and uh, even you know before that we'll have the 10 year anniversary celebration, which I've also got some ideas for that. So I'll be talking about that in the coming weeks. But for this week's episode, we're going to be doing top five movies of 2023, and this is a an interesting little. I won't say bookend, but an interesting throwback to when the show returned from being gone for over a year. I did top five movies of 2022. So I thought, you know, what better way to kick off the year than to, to kind of look back one last time at 2023? Uh, because there, there were some really good movies that came out. And this happens every year, but I didn't get to see... All of the movies that I wanted to see before I made this list, but I saw the majority of them. And uh, this was not a very easy list to do, you know, minus my my top two. You know, three through five were a little a little challenging to to order, but um, I was actually thinking maybe I should have done like my own version of the Oscars for 2023 because I'd throw in, you know, some overrated movies, some underrated movies. And I, I might, you know, throw those in there when I'm reading everyone's list. So I'm going to shut up for now. You know how it works. I put a post out on social media, usually Facebook asking for your top five list for whatever the topic is going to be for that month. And you submit it and I will read it on the show. So without further ado, here is my and your top five movies of 2023. 
A belated happy new year to you and welcome to a brand new season of the Derek Diamond Experience podcast. And I can't think of a better way to kick off the year than with one last look back at 2023 in my top five movies of the year. If you've never watched or listened to a top five episode of this show, it's real simple. I put a post out on social media, usually Facebook, and tell you what the top five list is going to be for that month. Ask for your list. You leave them in the comments and I will read them on the show. I don't really have any honorable mentions, though I I do have some that I'll mention throughout reading your lists as ones that, you know, I thought maybe were overrated or underrated as far as movies go, because there were a lot of good movies that came out in 2023. But my top five is one of the two most recent movies that I saw, and that would be Barbie. And I know Barbie came out back during the summer, but I didn't get a chance to see it in theaters. Finally got to watch it whenever it dropped on Max. And I have to say, it surpassed my expectations. I didn't have lofty expectations going into it, but I didn't necessarily have low expectations either, because most everyone I know that has watched it has said it was really good. And it was, to me, what the movie needed to be. I think it was a very smart movie. Um, Some people might disagree with me in that, in that the movie seemed very anti-male. Could you make that argument? Sure, but I didn't really perceive it in that way. Um, I actually thought it was a very smart movie with the, um, and there's spoilers for these movies. If you haven't seen them, then, you know, go watch them and then come back and listen to the podcast. Um, I thought it was very well written in the sense that, you know, all the Barbie characters were in their own world and their appearance or their mindset was a reflection on the people who played with them. I thought that was really cool. And then, of course, you know, seeing Barbie and Ken in the real world in Los Angeles was uh, was hilarious. I thought Margot Robbie and Ryan Gosling did a fantastic job as Barbie and Ken. Um, the sets, especially in Barbie land, were incredible. Um, I thought it was a really funny, really smart movie. And yeah, was it my favorite movie? No, but it's definitely up there and managed to crack into the top five. My number four is Guardians of the Galaxy 3, of course, uh, James Gunn's um, climax of his trilogy that he's done uh, with the Guardians of the Galaxy characters. I have loved this franchise ever since it was introduced, now coming up on 10 years ago, uh, which is crazy to say. But this was my favorite of the three. And the reason why I say that is because it still had the humor, it still had the camaraderie but it had more emotion. And to me, it, it it felt more like an emotional investment than the first two. You know, with volume two, you had um, Ego, who turned out to be Peter Quill's father. You had that dynamic. Uh, the first Guardians of the Galaxy is one of the most fun movies in the MCU. Um, really brought me back to uh, that fun 80s sci-fi type of film. But... I wasn't expecting this to be the emotional roller coaster that it was. And I enjoyed how it ended, you know, with Rocket taking over the group, uh, Peter going to to Earth to spend time with his family. I thought it ended the trilogy in a really nice way. 
And it still wasn't, as I mentioned, it still had its humor. It had one of the better villains in the MCU, the High Revolutionary. I enjoyed getting Rocket's backstory. Just an overall great, great movie. My number three is one of two animated movies that made my list, and that would be Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem. I have been a huge fan of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles since I was a kid. Loved the cartoon. The original live-action movie is actually the first movie I ever saw in the theater, or at least that I remember seeing. It had all the toys, all of it. Huge Ninja Turtles fan. So with every iteration of the Turtles... I'm going to go in with a vested interest because I love that property. And I knew that this was going to be a different type of movie or Turtles movie from the trailers. I enjoyed that they got your know, actual teenagers to voice the Turtles. I love that they acted like teenagers and they acted like, you know, modern day teenagers from my experience with them anyway. Um, enjoyed the the new takes on April O'Neil, on uh, uh, Master Splinter. I actually liked that Shredder wasn't the villain. Now he did make an appearance in the the mid credit scene, but I liked the Superfly character. I, I enjoyed the incorporation of Bebop and Rocksteady, and you know a lot of the other classic characters uh, from the Ninja Turtles. And I'm really excited to see what they do with the sequel. And, you know, people might have asked me, you know, did did you, were you upset at some of the, the changes that were made to the Turtles' origins? The most notable one that I took away from it being that, you know, Splinter didn't know karate from his master, Hamato Yoshi. He watched an instructional video, and that's how he and the Turtles learned martial arts. And I, I look at it as this is a different version of the Turtles, it's in a different world, a different universe. And that that's what I like about these reboots. And I know a lot of people complain about them, but at least with this version of the Turtles, they did something different and we didn't get the exact same thing. You know, I, I really, really enjoyed that. And I, I love the soundtrack. The animation was gorgeous. It's a really fun time. Um, I, I will say the the movie theater experience for, for that day when my wife and I went uh, was not so enjoyable, but it did not deter me from enjoying the movie. My number two is the Super Mario Brothers movie. I cannot tell you how much fun Samantha and I had watching this in the theater. I can still remember the travesty of the live-action Mario movie from back in the day, and here we are 30 years later, and we finally gotten a new movie. And it was, to me, exactly what it needed to be. It bounced around a lot. It moves, the movie moves very fast. But I was okay with that because they threw in a lot of references and a lot of universe building, you know, in a very short amount of time. And a lot of people were critical of the the choices of the, the voice actors, most notably Chris Pratt. I thought he was fine as Mario. Like in the very beginning, you could tell that it was Chris Pratt, but I very quickly, I was like, okay, it's, it's just Mario It's Chris Pratt as Mario. It's, it's okay. Um, I thought Jack Black was absolutely incredible as Bowser. Of course, you know, 
myself and everybody else, we love the Peaches song. It's a travesty that it's not nominated for an Oscar, but you know, what can you do? I, I loved, loved this movie. And for a while, it was my number one until I watched my number one. And of course it's Oppenheimer. I, I'm recording this a Monday, January 8th. I watched Oppenheimer yesterday on the 7th. So in a way you're kind of getting my raw reaction to it. You know, I've had a, about a day to really sit on it, but I heard so much about this movie when it came out. It, it's, you know, movie of the year, one of the best movies of the decade, maybe even of the century so far. And I believe all of it. You know, Cillian Murphy did a amazing job as Oppenheimer. Robert Downey Jr. should absolutely win Best Supporting Actor uh, for his role in the film. As a filmmaker, I loved it even more than I enjoyed it as a fan because the, everything about it from top to bottom was great. The acting, the cinematography, the set designs, the lighting, the score, the sound mix. Like, I don't know what else you could say about it. Like, everything... You could make the argument that maybe it was a little too long. You know, I I wouldn't necessarily argue with anybody on that, but I I loved it. I absolutely loved Oppenheimer. It it surpassed my expectations and is one of the best movies that I think I've ever seen. It's definitely in the best movies of the decade. Um I will say that. Maybe if I'm still doing the show in 2030, Maybe I'll do a, a top five movies from the 2020s. That would be really interesting to see where that would rank. I mean, right now I would say it's it's probably number one, but uh, it's is a masterpiece. And if Christopher Nolan doesn't win an Oscar for best director for this movie, uh, I the Academy went wrong somewhere, which they've done that a lot, but that's a whole separate podcast, but I absolutely loved Oppenheimer. The seeing the, the bomb go off was, it was art. It was an complete work of art and I loved it. So it, it was without a doubt my number one movie of 2023. So now we'll get into uh, your list again. You know, with, when I do these top five lists, I make a post on Facebook at facebook.com slash podcast. If you want to participate, you just leave your list in the comments. You can also email them to me, ddiamondpodcast at gmail.com, or you can message me on Facebook, and I'll add it to the list. First up, we have Carlos Longoria, of course, over at the Nerd Cave Retro Podcast. We call him I Am The Rampage. In no particular order this time, Elemental, which I haven't seen all of it yet, but I've heard good things. Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, Guardians of the Galaxy 3, Barbie, and Leave the World Behind. He says, this was the last movie we watched in 2023, started watching it around 10 p.m. on December 31st, and finished just around midnight. I know a lot of people didn't care for the ending of Leave the World Behind. I I understood what they were going for. Um, would it, it may have cracked my top 10 but I, I enjoyed it. Like the cast was great. I thought they were all really good. I liked that it was, 
you know, it had this broad scale problem, but it still felt like a, a very intimate setting because there weren't a lot of varying locations, if that makes sense. I did want to throw in um, Across the Spider-Verse. So I liked the movie. I didn't love it as much as I thought I would and as much as a lot of people I know did. Uh, it's still a very good movie. I personally like Into the Spider-Verse more. And I don't know if, because I saw this opening weekend, I don't know if it was because I was really tired at the time that I watched it, but it felt like it dragged way too long. And a two and a half hour animated movie, that's that's a lot to ask for me. Like I know it has its older audience, but with animation, I think you got to factor in the, you know, the majority of your audience is going to be a little younger. But I still enjoyed the movie. I, I do want to give it a, another watch through to see if, you know, maybe it was just because I was really exhausted. Who knows? But I, I still enjoyed the movie. Next up, we have Mr. Christian Jones. Number five, Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among Thieves. Number four, Spider-Verse. Three, Barbie. Two, TMNT Mutant Mayhem. And number one is Oppenheimer. If I had to give an award to most underrated movie of 2023, it would be Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves. This came out at a time that I was really wanting to just see a silly, fun, fantasy type movie. And this fit the bill to a T. It's, is it a cinematic masterpiece? No. But I say this all the time, not every movie has to be Oppenheimer. You can have your you know, concise movies that are like an hour and a half or two hours long, and they're just fun times at the movies. And that's exactly what Dungeons & Dragons Honor Among Thieves was to me. I laughed many times through that movie, and I want to see it again at some point. Like I said, if we were doing awards, it would get most underrated movie of the year. Bar, bar none. Wally Phelps, I didn't see a whole lot of movies this year, but number five, Disney's Haunted Mansion. Four, Barbie. Three, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Two, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. And number one, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem. I liked Haunted Mansion. You know, I know it got a mixed response when it came out too, but... Again, like Dungeons and Dragons, I thought it was a fun movie. That's, I got out of Haunted Mansion what I was hoping to get out of it. And that was just, like Dungeons and Dragons, a fun time at the movies. So I, I enjoyed Haunted Mansion. It probably would have cracked the top 10 if we were doing a top 10 list. Jason Robbins, in no particular order. Number five, TMNT Mutant Mayhem. Four, Evil Dead Rise. 3, Guardians of the Galaxy 3, 2, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, and number 1, Super Mario Brothers. First time we're seeing uh, Indiana Jones on the list, and I, is it as good as the original trilogy? No, but it is vastly better than what we got with Kingdom of the Crystal Skull many years ago. Uh, not that that would be really challenging, but... Uh, <laughs> I, I liked it. You know, it, it was like an old school 
fun summer blockbuster that you you felt like you were on an adventure with the world's greatest adventurer. And I thought it was a, a pretty good way to send Indiana Jones out. Again, was it perfect? No. But I enjoyed it. And I, I find that a lot of movies now are getting very mixed responses, which, you know, is, is not a bad thing. But I find that and it's like that with everything, you know, you, you have those people that are staunchly against something. And then if you disagree with them, then then you're wrong and you can't be friends anymore. Um, I, I don't have that mentality. I I liked Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Again, that that would have been an honorable mention or, you know, it, it might have been around like the seven or eight spot on a top ten list. Next up, we have Jeremy Branch. I struggle big time with lists, but these all really had an impact. Number five, Sanctuary. Four, Killers of the Flower Moon. Three, Godzilla Minus One. Number two, John Wick Four. And number one, Oppenheimer. I have not seen um, Killers of the Flower Moon yet, though I do want to. Godzilla Minus One, I've heard nothing but amazing things about. Um, I do want to watch that sooner rather than later. I've only watched the first John Wick movie, so I've got some catching up to do with that. And uh, Sanctuary, I have not seen yet. Jonathan McIntosh, listed at random. Number five, Renfield. That was another fun movie. Um, Say what you will about Nicolas Cage movies, but I, I thought it was a fun take on the Count Dracula story. And plus, you know, I recognized uh, some people that I've even had on this podcast before because it was filmed in New Orleans. Number four, Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning. Number three, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Number two, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. And number one, Barbie. I'm far behind on the Mission Impossible movies, too. I've heard they keep getting better. So at some point, there's just so much to watch that it's hard to... It's hard to watch everything. It's really impossible to do it, honestly. And and last but not least, we have Mr. Wade Vatican. My submission for the top five list. Number five, Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among Thieves. Number four, TMNT, Mutant Mayhem. Number three, Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning Part One. Number two, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. And number one, the Super Mario Brothers movie. And of course, he throws in peaches, 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 peaches. That song is going to be stuck in my head now for the rest of the night, but I'm not complaining about it. Uh, yeah, the, that's a that's a really solid list. I mentioned Mission Impossible. I haven't seen that yet, but, you know, I can vouch for I can vouch for really all these lists. You know, there there's a few that I have not seen, but um but no, these these were these were really good lists, and um, a couple that I didn't mention. Um, I do really want to see the Iron Claw. Um, it's the the wrestling bio, biopic about the Von Erich brothers. I've heard really good things about it. I just haven't had a chance to go see it yet. Um, that may have wound up being on my list, or at least an honorable mention. Um, I haven't seen Mission Impossible yet. Um, haven't seen Killers of the Flower Moon, Godzilla minus one. So there's still quite a few things that, that I have not seen, but you know, I think that happens every year with these types of lists, or even if you, you know, talk amongst friends about your favorite movies of the year, there's always those couple 
that you didn't get a chance to see, but you know, it comes with the territory. So uh, thank you to everyone for submitting your list. Uh, again, if you want to be a part of the top five list, um, be on the lookout um, sometime in February, maybe early February for um, a post on Facebook, facebook.com slash D diamond podcast. And uh, yeah, just leave your list in the comments and I'll read them on the show. And thank you again to everyone who submitted your list for top five movies of 2023. It's good to have the show back. We are back on a regular schedule with new episodes coming out every Monday. And for next week, I'll be chatting with former actor turned chocolatier Tom Gallup. Uh, Tom was uh, in the majority of the Jason Bourne movies uh, with Matt Damon, among many other um, projects that he's been a part of. And now he runs a chocolate shop out in California. So it's going to be a really interesting conversation. And it's funny that, you know, this this interview was set up right after I saw the new Wonka movie, which, of course, is about chocolate. So that was uh, that was a very interesting um, set of circumstances. So be sure to come back next week and check out that really fun episode. But until then, you can check out past episodes of the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. But if you want to subscribe to the show, if you want to follow me on social media at D Diamond Podcast, if you want to subscribe to the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash at Derek Diamond, everything is in one location, linktree.com slash D Diamond Podcast. That is your one-stop shop for everything Derek Diamond Experience related. And if you could, please leave a review the more reviews the show gets, the more visible it is up to those who are searching for a podcast, in this case, entertainment podcast. It really does help a lot, and it doesn't cost anything, which is the best part about it. But that's going to do it for this week's episode. Thank you again to everyone for submitting your top five list, and we'll see you guys back here next Monday for another awesome episode of the Derek Diamond Experience Podcast.